All right. Welcome to this week's roundtable. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing? Doing well. All right. <laughs> we got to rush into this thing and like, hey, how's everything? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yes. Doing so well. we got a lot to catch up on. Yeah. And uh, with all of our friends who are watching yep. or listening, um, whoever they are out there. Um, but yeah, uh, want to hear about your trip to Kansas City. Mm. Went to this conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got some things I've been banging around in my mind. So yeah. let's start with just, uh, yeah, how your time was in Kansas City. Yeah, Midwestern Seminary had a conference. It's always very local church centered, which I appreciate. You know what I mean? Like that's their theme, their banner for the mm -hmm. church. And so every conference, everything they do is to strengthen the local church. And, and that's always a, a really good thing. And so got to see some old friends, some new friends. And uh, in fact, we set, sat down first uh, session and I look on the back of the one guy's t-shirt is the CIKK, the Christ is King of Kings uh, shirt. And then next to him was a Story Hill t-shirt. And so I, after worship, I leaned up, I go, are you guys from Story Hill? Anyway, so some guys who just are part of a church that, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the gang that went down to start that church. So anyway, it was just fun to like mm -hmm. connect with, yeah. encourage them and and you had a good carload of people from Veritas. Yeah. And then Cedar Rapids Veritas also sent a, cool. a van full. So yep. yeah, that part, it's the people part, right? The content mm -hmm. was good and all that, but then the time together, you know, going down and coming back and having coach Dermody debrief us on the workshop that he alone was able to go to the rest of us weren't able to get to. Yeah. Talking all through that. That's the fun of it. Yep. You know, the engaging. Yep. How did your, so you spoke at one of the breakouts. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, it was good. Well, you wrote half of it for me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> no, really it was, uh, it was just on, you know, it's on multiplying churches. That's what they wanted me to speak on is multiplying churches, but it was more like kind of more of a corrective, you know, because mm. several times, actually I think four times or so Jesus will address his disciples to undo something by saying, hmm. uh, you hear it said, but I say to you, like, let me undo your thinking, or this is the way the Gentiles do it. Not so among you. He has this way of kind of letting them know the most natural way of thinking and the patterns that they're seeing before their eyes of, of the way things ought to be. Oh, I'm, I'm about to turn that actually right side up. That's upside down thinking he's going to turn it right side up. So I just went through and talk through some of those things and pretty, pretty fun response, pretty engaging mm -hmm. response in the room. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was good. That's great. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking about that too, on that topic of um, just the, it, and I think repenting is yeah, changing repenting. your mind, thinking differently yeah. about things. But um, I was, I was kind of processing this idea. I had a whole bunch of ideas yesterday that I ran by James. Oh, uh, and one of them was a book idea. Wow. Um, I've got a document with just some chapters to a book and all kinds of different ideas nice. and possibilities. And, you know, I think that probably you shouldn't write a book until your 60s. <laughs> but I just have this on the back burner. Yeah. And, uh, Tell me. But um, do you want me to read you the, yeah. the, the preface? Oh, the, do or it. the prologue it's or whatever you call this we don't even you know. usually write those the, after you're done with the book <laughs> i don't know what it is the intro maybe this is maybe this is chapter one yeah i don't know but, 
it's uh you've written a book books before and so maybe you can you can walk with but it's the working title is something about um the mediocre pastor mm. or something about the advantage of average or yeah who knows what it, just this idea that we we talk about this a lot this theme of being hobbits on right. a journey and just the advantage of humility mm. and not taking yourself Man. too seriously but Here's the, here's the intro. Hmm. Ministry is like chess. I don't know how to play chess. I don't know the names of, I don't know the names of the pieces. I've heard some of some move called castling, but I can't remember which pieces do that move. And when I generally know how the pieces move and that check doesn't mean you've won. Here's the thing. I want to be good at chess, but as hard as I try, my 14 year old son dominates me. I'm quick and easy work for someone who scored over 20 on the ACT <laughs> or someone who took the ACT. <laughs> the way that ministry is like chess, it's infinitely complex. There are countless books on church planning, church leadership, endless strategies and guides and resources by people who talk about how to play, how to plant, how to contextualize, how to manage, how to preach, how to evangelize. A friend of mine who was planning a church asked me for all the books I'd recommend on church planning. I didn't have any. I've never read one. But here's the most important way chess and ministry are different. The outcome. I lose at chess, but somehow I succeed in ministry. Hmm. Why? Hmm. My job as a pastor involves lots of sermon preparation, which requires vast amounts of reading and study. On the reading comprehension section of the ACT, I think I barely outscored the monkey who guessed the answers. <laughs> this reading and study requires time alone and sustained thought. I hate being alone, and I can't tell you how disordered my attention deficit is. So here's the reason I'm writing. This book is a self-reflection and quest to answer this question. How does such mediocre average to below average person succeed in ministry? If ministry and chess are so similar in their complexity, why is the outcome so different? The audience I have in mind as I write is the staff who are following my leadership. And here's the result I'm hoping for, that they put down this book profoundly unimpressed, but extraordinarily supernaturally inspired by the thought, if he can do it, anyone can. And I hope that the person sitting in your chair will also be inspired. I've included some friends on this self-reflection. They are fellow mediocre pastors who have been wildly successful and are reflecting on the same question. Let's get started. Dude, you have to finish. You have to write that book. So I'm we're already. Well, you're going to be one of the co-authors. You <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah, some other guys too that 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 feel that the same is way. is so great. So. And the guy who also writes in that same genre, it was Jared Wilson. And I got to. If this ever gets into his, I'm just going to tell on him right now. So Jared Wilson is pretty, uh, among, I guess, evangelical readers right now, He's he's got several books out there. You know, he's more of a, a writer. He's a true writer. Anyway, so we get into the dinner. This is Monday night, uh, and there's a, a leader dinner at this conference, you know, that people mm -hmm. are going to speak or whatever. Jared finds me in the room, and this one other dude, and he goes, I hate these moments. I know as a faculty guy, I'm supposed to be schmoozing and working the room. I thought sweat was going to start appearing on his forehead. He's literally paralyzed with just feeling so uncomfortable in that moment. He goes, can I just stay here and talk to you? 
<laughs> look really interested in what we're talking about because <laughs> I don't. And then oh, finally, it was re- it was actually re- we had so much fun because you know, oh, he's God. a really just transparent yeah. guy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. kind of exaggerating what he was feeling. But at one point, he kind of puts his hands in his pockets. He goes, "Okay, here I go." I <laughs> walked over to start engaging somebody. It was like pushing somebody in the deep end. Yeah, like oh, level that's up. hilarious. All I'm saying is he is so aware of mm. how awkward he is. He's so mm. aware of how, yeah, you know, he doesn't do well yep. in, in human interactions. Small talk. <laughs> yeah. That, so so yeah, he's crumbs. just his own weaknesses are glaring to him. And that's why I love when he writes stuff mm. is because you never feel like this is a guy who's, just you know yeah creative and and dynamic and charismatic in any setting he mm. he feels his weakness mm. so there's a humility and, and accessibility to what he's i feel writing. like it's it's gonna be it's a lot more brilliant than anything i will ever come up with but <laughs> yeah i don't know about but that. i think but that uh but that's, that's what i'm saying yeah. most of us read that and we're like yes that's me we don't read that intro and think oh man somebody's gonna set the bar way up here i'm probably just gonna feel worse about myself having yeah you know what i mean well i feel like this is one of my um contributions to the kingdom in leadership is that you know guys like drew stevenson Mm. said this he he loved veritas he spent i don't know five plus years here and uh, we had a lot of time together and, and he, he's, his reflection on my ministry too, is like, man, like anybody could do this. <laughs> and I did this talk on my dad's life, you know, oh, lessons yeah. from my dad and, yeah, yeah. and people walked away with this sense of man, like your dad sets the bar so low. I think I can do this. Oh, and man. I, so I hope, and if that, we would all do it at the level of your dad, the world would be a much greater place yeah. and the gospel will have well, flourished. It's like faithfulness is extraordinary. Yes. It's not yes. how powerfully gifted you are. It's just how like faithful you, how faithfully you can just plod along mm. in the Christian life Yeah, and just keep showing up and, and uh, God uses it. Oh, I, I even thought of that because one of the, I mean, Anybody that's around me very long is not shocked when I pull out Psalm 37, but, but uh, you know how God's word is living and active, you know, like as I'm reading it out loud at my workshop yesterday, where it says right at the beginning, don't be agitated by evildoers. Don't envy those who do wrong. And then he says, for they wither quickly like grass and like tender uh, and wilt like tender green plants. Hmm. It's so funny. I keep trying to read either NIV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but this idea all of a sudden it hit me. And so am I. Hmm. Like the Psalm 37 thing, you're looking at these others, these evilers, oh, they're going to wither, but reflective like Ecclesiastes. And actually take a look in the mirror while you're doing that, because you also are going to wither quickly. Like, the, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. So yep. just don't take yourself too seriously. Right. you right. got a pretty yep. short little shelf life here. And it's so true. You know, it's so good. So, it's- so one of the ways that God did this to me. <laughs> so I got into the room to do this workshop. Well, Dr. Allen is like six, seven, I think, or something like that. Played basketball in college. They made me use this little stage and oh no! Yes! Oh no! There was this like clear those like crystal clear <laughs> pulpit things, 
It was, I felt like it was going to be, I thought, I thought I told the group, I get up there and go, good thing this is clear because I don't know if I can see when I'm looking at him through the, so it seriously, I was like, I was not like your chin. Totally. You I just, just set your chin on the top of this lectern. I, was, it is. I not only had a Hobbit inside, I felt like a Hobbit externally, but you know what, honestly, it gave me such a moment to laugh at myself and with the crowd. So any opportunity to like, show myself worthy to be in there was oh, immediately diminished a minute. I stepped up there and stood behind this. <laughs> oh, but I, no. I was grateful for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was grateful for it because I was like, that that's what I got. Here I am. Oh, <laughs> I, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. We had this discussion in staff meeting about our music stand. We used this like <laughs> rickety little music stand. And it's got a piece of tape on the back that just says Veritas Church on it. We had a big argument at staff meeting about, well, if we need to get a new. Oh, uh, because Mikey wants a new one. Mikey oh, they, one. Yeah, they, Olivia had some opinions. She was. Anyway, oh, here we are. At least it. we can push that thing up and down. Absolutely. To, to our height. Here's the. Okay. So here's the other. I, I have a, a couple ideas. On, I did the. So the, the book idea is one. Yeah. And uh, I have all kinds of unfinished, you know, just just half-baked ideas. But the other one was um, the idea of restarting my blog. Oh, So uh, in 2008, January of 2008, I started doing a blog. Uh And I think I did it for maybe, I don't know, a few years. Oh, I loved um, it. Three or four years, maybe. Um, And it was... uh, yeah, it was good. I I don't know exactly why I stopped doing it, but it just kind of fizzled mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but anyway, I thought about restarting it and actually restarted on the day, January 12th, 2022. Oh, no way. And blog 14 years later. Wow. On all of those. Just each one. Same on each one. So if I blogged on January 12th, I'll basically respond to myself. Oh, and so that's it would be brilliant. called the blog is like it would be called I once was young and now I'm older. Oh. Based on the the psalm where uh-huh. you know I once was young now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children that's... begging for bread. And so, How but it's not far. I'm not old, uh-huh. but I'm older. older yeah. yeah, I once was young I now I'm older. That. And then uh, you know just just to yeah reflect on. You know, just the idea that, um, yeah, because at times you'll agree with yourself and maybe even be like relearn something that you mm, would learn back then. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, dude, that's really true. I, totally. I, but other times you might be like, you know, I don't know that I'd say the same thing. I, I want it'd be just fun to oh, hear how you many times with will yourself. I just the blog post start? Oh, Mark. <laughs> oh, 31 <laughs> year old Mark. <laughs> And, and it's I like not that. like a midlife crisis, but a midlife reflection. You yeah. Know, I mean, I, my I problem think that is I was fun. never that good about blogging or journaling. I, I've got nothing to reflect <laughs> on. <laughs> You're one up on me. Well, that's, yeah, I but, love that idea. But uh, basically to number one, I would, I think this, this exercise in talking to my old self would one help me to continue to learn and grow. Mm. 
um, and just sharpen my thinking on different things too. I think it could be encouraged. I could be encouraged now by the, some ways that I've grown and changed in my thinking. Mm-hmm. And three, I might learn from my old self. Maybe there's oh, that's ways I've drifted from the right. passion of youth. Right. And yeah, rediscover some of your first love, you know, that, mm-hmm. that revelation, yep. three, whatever the church. Right. Emphasis. Yeah. And maybe again, the whole idea of, of, so doing it for myself, but also um, maybe benefiting those who follow mm. behind, you know, my kids. I mean, I think, oh my word. you know, when I'm yes. down, just going back and reading through that or, or seeing that it's just a, a way to maybe encourage wow. people in that. So, and the third idea that I had, so I'm trying to figure out which of these to, to explore is, is basically to do a book in podcast form. So basically, mm. maybe it's almost like um, one of the ideas similar to Malcolm Gladwell's new book mm. that he did on on World War II. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he it, he wrote it. It's a book you can buy, but it, yes. it really is written like a podcast. That's right. So I was thinking of basically we would do it maybe like this, oh, only wow. a more produced version of the roundtable where we're. And it's, it's like more scripted and uh-huh. we're, we're reading it, right? but maybe it's got some different elements that make wow. it feel like a, I don't know about radio theater, but kind of a, right. something to make it more engaging. You, breaking you've through. read Peter Craved, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So Peter Craved, one of the genres mm-hmm. that he writes in is that they, he writes like a movie script, you know, like the ones. So on uh, November, on November, November, Yes, the, Aldous Huxley, C.S. Lewis, and John F. Kennedy all died within hours of each other, 1963. Mm. And so he has them having this kind of... So anyway, the whole thing is like a script. Mm-hmm. The whole book is written like a script. And it's so engaging in that way because you're mm. actually... You feel like you're in like the, the room. Like the characters are talking engaged. to. Yeah. Like the old like Plato's dialogues. And totally. Stuff. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. I love well, that. We'll see what happens with that. But I that's think that awesome. would, something like that would be fun. So man, just, if even one of those ideas comes to fruition, I'm in, I want to hear, I want to read it. We'll have that's great. We'll, we'll see where that goes, but I was, what if all yeah, three, maybe, hey, what if all three maybe, come to, we'll see. Yeah. Do we'll it. see. But, Mark, you have to. Yeah. So that, those are things we'll talk about. I've got all just, Oh man, so many chapters that I've, that's that I have so here great. of ideas for, uh, for what to do. So yeah. Oh, you gotta do it. We'll see what happens, but I'll buy it. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Just you and and all the people who aren't listening to this right now. Yeah. Um, but we'll, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's all I got. Okay. One last thing and then we'll sign off, but I was just so encouraged. I'm I'm not on Instagram, but Teresa sent me uh, a screenshot of an Instagram and it was actually my oldest son writing a post about his youngest brother. So his, his youngest brother, they are two completely different ends of not just the, the spectrum of our kids, but uh, their person, <laughs> they're very different humans. Graham came to live with him for a summer and he just wrote this no beautiful, way. like, I've learned so much from my brother. He, you know, where could someone, can someone find this? I guess Is if it, you're on Instagram and follow. Seth, oh, it's on yeah, Instagram. Seth, yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying that it's cool. As a parent, I was meeting with some other oh, younger dads man. earlier this morning, and you know, they're in Dad. the throes of when they're in, you know, and man, when they were in the house, Seth, this punk brother, blah, blah, blah. And you wonder, like, are my kids ever gonna just love each other? 
And now oh, as man. adults, seeing them engage and interact with each other and just that blog mm. post of, of this, just endearing, honoring, mm. saying thank you publicly to uh, his wow. brother for his presence in his life. That is so anyway. Cool. I just what want to give hope yeah. to so many parents, and we've we've had turbulent times as parents. You are in the midst of it as well. Everybody mm-hmm. out there, um, stay hopeful that mm-hmm. God's going to redeem some wow, of that. That's a good. So word. that was that was really that's a fun a parenting word. moment. That is you know? so cool. <laughs> many years down the road. That's so. awesome. I w- just remember too. Um, you mentioned something on Zambia at mm-hmm. Sunday service. Yeah, you threw it out there. If there's any. Doctors that are interested in going to Zambia, uh-huh. can you tell us just thinking what, that honestly, we're we're leaving in less than two months. Our trip is over the Thanksgiving holiday. So I honestly thought, I don't know how far doctors are scheduled out, but mm-hmm. what are the chances you know, right. for all sorts of legit reasons? But we've got a, a small line of doctors who are saying, hey, if not this trip, I'm willing to go down the road. And it's beautiful because what we're trying to do is start a clinic. Uh, mm-hmm. for that Kabanza village and, and also care for all the orphans at, um, you know, the, the hope center, but especially Kabanza village where we want to set up a clinic. And so just seeing, you know, we've got this unique stewardship of having a church in the shadow of this great research hospital. How would God have a steward, these magnificently trained, it's a rare mm-hmm. thing to have that level of training. Mm-hmm. Well, to whom much is given, much is required, you know, and a lot of them mm-hmm. feel that mm-hmm. and they would like to yep. make even more of a contribution than they already are in mm-hmm. helping people right here. Yep. But um, anyway, so different mm-hmm. ones. So, yeah, meeting up this week with several that are saying, yeah, I think I'd be willing to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm just stunned by their generosity of being willing to uh, go yep. and uh, just feel all the more like, wow, God, what would you have us do as a church mm-hmm. family? Not every church has that resource, yep. but we do. Yep. And I'm wow. very grateful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to hear well more about Zambia yeah. as the time gets closer and all that. So me too. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time. Sounds good. All right. See you.